Town Bank Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 512138. This is not a commitment to lend. Welcome everyone to the June recap uh, of Wilmington Mortgage News. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Crawling, with me as always, the uh, Southeastern North Carolina sales manager of Town Bank Mortgage, David Massione. David, thanks for being here as always. Appreciate of course, it. Of course, Ty. Like the new Diggs studio? Yeah, I like the windows behind us like that. That's all cool. The banner. It's, I know. It, it might uh, rain, so we might know what that's like when that's happening while we're doing a podcast. That'd be interesting. Huh? We have not done uh, yet. Uh, as always, uh, we got to hit, of course, compliance. Uh, my NMLS number is 202-8201, and David's is 11-73-78. And so, like I said, this is kind of the June recap. We'll probably be releasing this sometime early July. A lot happening in June. As always, I think we should start from the beginning. And what we have been sort of talking about since probably the beginning of the year and what we'll probably usually always be talking about is what's happening with the labor market and what's happening with inflation. And once again, David, another month, another hot jobs report. Uh, the economy created 339,000 jobs in May. Economists were projecting just under 200,000. So it was not only you know hotter than expected, it was way hotter than expected. And that kind of kicked off the beginning of June, which was, okay, labor market still is not cooling off despite, um, you know, the Fed funds rate being raised to over 5%. And it's like I said, it's another month, another hot jobs report. And what we've done really for the whole month is we ranged up to the higher end of the range we've been in for a year as far as mortgage rates and gone sideways. We've yeah. gone sideways at the higher. So, you know, that sideways motion implies some sort of breakout. <laughs> I just hope it breaks out the right way. Yes. You know, which I think is going to be, you know, well, we'll talk about those the upcoming, but let's talk about the past. What other what other past economic data did you have the numbers on? Well, I, I did also want to note that I think it's important um, that once again, it was a pretty broad um gain with regards to jobs right. like every industry saw 40,000 50,000 I mean it, it was across the board increases so it wasn't like just leisure and hospitality was sort of you know sort of creating this sort of myth myth of there being this hotter labor market I mean it's every industry is seeing job growth which yeah. is kind of funny because there are industries uh, like media for example and finance which are seeing you know layoffs those tend to get overreported because the media is the media. And so when the, uh, you're seeing job losses in the media, that's going to get reported. And then, of course, finance, um, business news, of course, pays a lot more attention to what's happening in finance. And so a lot of times people are saying, hey, it's weird. I'm seeing all these reports about layoffs. But in reality, you're seeing all these jobs reports coming in hotter than expected. I think that's kind of the answer. It's just you're seeing an over-report. It's not being over-reported, but they just tend to focus on those sectors and they get more attention when the, all the other industries seem to be doing a lot better. Our industry definitely had its layoffs mm -hmm. going on starting a year ago. Well, you know, I think that's also something maybe to mention is that, you know, in the uh, real estate business, realtors, you're not going to see layoffs because most realtors are not 
employees or necessarily don't get fired the same way that you see in other industries. So we have seen reports that there's been a big drop in people who were realtors and have sort of left the industry and gone somewhere else and probably taken one of the many jobs that's out there. But there's no real report that's going to show that with regards to layoffs. You're not going to see huge layoffs in the real estate right. industry. I wonder, I wonder if they keep their license. I, wonder, I guess it's just they don't report that at all. Yes. Well, I mean, you do see people drop off and that there are people who aren't renewing their license. And I guess that's what you're seeing. But I have a feeling that, as you point out, it might even be bigger that people are going to keep their license and not work. not working full time um, in the in the uh, sort of um, real estate industry. That's an interesting question. I should ask one of the realtors I know. What's yeah. it, what does it cost to keep your license every year? Actually, my wife knows that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot easier. She's, question. A, she's an inactive realtor and will not be active, but she does keep her license. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so it is interesting with the labor market and that we are continuing to see sort of broad based gains across all industries. Um, now, as I mentioned, we are watching the labor market, but probably more important is what's happening with inflation. And uh, beginning of the month, we did get CPI, of course, consumer price uh, index, which was very good. Uh, it was a great report. Uh, the number fell to 4%. That was down almost a full percent from April when it was 4.9%. So it fell to 4% in May. And in fact, was the lowest level since March 2021. And of course, one of the big drivers of that is food and energy. Prices continue to drop, mostly energy. Uh, so we did get a good CPI number. So as I mentioned, we have continued to get hotter than expected jobs reports, but this was a good inflation report, which people are hopeful that this will continue going forward. You know, you know what one of the good measures of food is to me? You know you know about my bag, yeah, bag of onions. onions. <laughs> but there's another one for summertime, which is watermelons. Yeah. And watermelons, usually on Memorial Day, and we'll see on 4th of July, typically we'll get down to, if not, $1.99 for a watermelon, $2.99. Right now, and, and they never, they're always inexpensive in the summertime, but right now at Harris Teeter, they're $6.99. And that's just, a, for a watermelon, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Now, is that solely inflation or was there an issue with like the watermelon crop no i think i don't think there's a watermelon problem okay. i think that watermelons are heavy and you, they yeah. take up a lot of space on a truck and they probably i bet shipping yeah and it's also probably one of those items because it is seasonal for the most part people look at buying watermelons you think summertime that people maybe not you can probably maybe raise the price a little higher and people will be like is that what we paid last year i don't know let's just get it you know, oh, yeah. and so it's maybe more of a an item that you're not buying every week and week out that you'll know exactly when they increase the prices that because that seems like a big jump it's a big jump because i keep a watermelon cut up in my fridge all summer long mm -hmm. Just always. It's my favorite thing. Even with the price hikes? Yeah, well. <laughs> um, now, I do want to point out that um, the, n the number was good, so we did see a 4% number, but it was also better than expected. They were expecting it to drop to 4.1%. But I also wanted to note that we talked about on the last podcast that one of the reasons that we did see that big drop is because the year before, we really saw inflation ramp up and it was a big month over month number and that fell off. We're and seeing, so, yeah. so that, that's one of the reasons why you're probably going to see some dramatic drops. It's not so much that things are happening now. It's what happened a year ago. You know, in talking with some, some friends of mine in, in about inflation in regard to interest rates and a lot of them are realtors mm -hmm. there, you know, a lot of people have this expectation of inflation and, and I, and I, 
one thing I said to one of the agents, I said, well, we're not going to see the prices go back down to where they were. Yeah. My bag of onions is not going to $1.29. What, what it means is that we're just going, going to stop seeing the increases, or at least the, the, the pace of increases are going to slow down. But there are people that, you know, like me, want to see $1.99 watermelons again, and I don't think that's going to happen. Well, just not like, unless something bad happens. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the one sort of... Um, Downside, uh, and you know, while we're on the inflation number, uh, it should be mentioned we also got PPI, of course, producer prices. That is, you know, what producers are paying for goods, and we have seen just a dramatic uh, sort of collapse in price growth in producer prices. Yeah, um, and this month, or I should say, in May, demand dropped, um, or I should say, the producer price index for final demand fell to one point one percent in May. Down from 2.3% in April, lowest level since December 2020. So we are seeing a dramatic drop in producer prices. And so hopefully that's a good sign because producer prices do front run consumer prices. So hopefully this is a sign that we are going to see because that's well below um, the target rate. Oil's helping a lot. Yeah. I haven't looked at oil in a couple of days, but it's in the 60s, right? Yeah, it's like it's hovering right around 70, drop a little bit under, maybe a little bit over. But yeah, it's it's. It's uh, a lot lower than it was <laughs> last year. So the rain set in. Yeah, I know. I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> I wonder if it's coming across on video. If not, congr- <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out. Um, but I mean, so th- th- so this is at least I think optimistic, kind of looking forward. So it, it, it's I think, like I said, um, kind of good news that we are seeing better inflation data while still having a hot labor market. Um, you know, that's kind of the best of both worlds. Let's hope that can continue. We're having a hot everything market. Like you told me this morning, I wasn't paying attention, but consumer confidence was up for, what, the 17th straight month? Well, no, no. It was, no, the, it was the highest highest. level in 17 months. I mean, that's that kind of flies in the face of five, you know, 5% interest rates from zero. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, these rate hikes, eventually you'd think they would wear people out. Or inflation. Inflation yeah. is usually an issue for consumer confidence. But, you know, there's nothing that I'm seeing in the numbers that, that tells me we're going to have an economic slowdown. Well, that's what's kind of weird because, in a, you know, while, while we're talking about it, let's talk about retail sales. Um, so retail sales in April uh, were actually higher than expected. They rose 0.3%, uh, which was smaller than the 0.4% increase in April. But it was the second straight month that we saw a positive number, and economists were projecting a 0.1% drop. So... We are, you know, we're seeing higher borrowing costs and we're seeing inflation and yet, you know, we're still seeing um, consumers buying at least at a, at a decent rate. And there was one interesting aspect to this. Retail sales are not adjusted for inflation. So you do have to look at, at the data. And um, even though the, the reports don't technically line up, while retail sales were up 0.3% for the month, Prices were slightly higher at 0.4%. So technically, retail sales were down about 0.1%, but it's still, you know, almost flat. Durables are up. Yeah. And so, I mean, so that's what it's telling us is that consumers still aren't being deterred by higher prices and higher borrowing costs. I think they're probably just making different choices. True. Like, I mean, the other day in Harris Teeter, I saw some brands that I had never seen before. Like I think, I think some, I think different types of retail outlets are bringing in, in less expensive brands. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, those are the kind of things people do. They adjust. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have to wonder when people go to the grocery store, they're getting the store brands. 
Um, are they buying kind of like the mid-tier brand or are they going for the premium brand? And that would be interesting if we could see the breakdown of numbers at grocery stores um, when looking at what consumers are spending their money on. But I would say probably the biggest news that we got this month was from the Fed. And it wasn't unexpected, uh, but the Fed decided to... Was it skip or pause or? <laughs> I don't think he actually used the word pause. Yeah. I don't know that. I mean, we would call it that. They paused. They did not raise interest rates. But Powell, in his testimony, actually, I watched his testimony the last the week after more than I actually watched the press conference. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, hey, we still have further to go. Mm-hmm. We're just slowing down the pace with which we're going to get there. He said, we had to get to where we got fast. Yeah. And because they, they let inflation out of the bag. And so they, they still believe they're going higher. Now, of course, the pause lets, lets them look at the data. But the data just keeps, I don't want to say disappointing. I mean, you can't be disappointed with a, with a, bad, with a good economy. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think they're seeing what they want to see, especially in the labor mar- uh, market. Because... They've said they want they they are willing to allow for five percent unemployment, and we're nowhere close. Well, what's also interesting is you're seeing a lot of economists on television, and you know you never know what their motives are, but a lot of them seem to be arguing that there is a lag when it comes to to rate increases. That and when you're raising them as quickly as they did, which you're right, Powell did mention that it. it, it the beginning it was all about speed it did not matter what the end was going to be it mattered how fast they were going to get there which is kind of weird <laughs> but now he's saying it's about where we end up and it, it it doesn't matter how long it takes us to get there that they're okay with taking breaks and only raising a quarter instead of doing 50 basis points and so now they're more concerned about the destination versus just getting out of where we were well and think think of the speed to to, to put it in perspective they raised four times in the last year, three quarters of a point. Yeah. The last time they raised three quarters of a point was in early 1994. That's and only one time. Yeah. And then they did it four times, and that's just that was four. I mean, how many times have they raised rates now? Eight times? I forget. Yeah, I think it was ten straight. Ten. Ten so, straight. So now, you know, now we're going to see. I, I think that you know we have their favorite measure of inflation coming up Friday, the core the core PCE, mm-hmm. and then on to the following week we're going to have non farm payroll. But I haven't looked at when how that comes across with uh, the Fourth of July. I love, it's it's going to be a busy week um, because we're going to have Tuesday off. So it's still going to be jobs week. And so there's going to be, I think you're going to be getting like ADP, uh, jolts. Everything's going to be like on that Wednesday. I mean, there's there's just going to be a lot of data the following week, but they're still, they're still going to release it on Friday. Yeah, the fourth is Tuesday. So I think we're getting something like some, I think maybe construction data on Monday. Yeah, yeah that, then, that means nothing's going to get done on Monday, though. <laughs> and then so, you got Tuesday and then Wednesday, it's we're off and running. It's yeah. going to be a lot of data in those three days uh, with, of course, non-farm payroll um, on uh, on Friday. Now, what's interesting is that you mentioned the press conference is I, I did have some quotes um, at least with regards to housing. So Powell right. did address housing because a lot of people have you know, Powell has mentioned housing back in the day when rates started, thinking that the, the, the housing market was overheated. Now he's saying, quote, the housing sector nationally has flattened out and maybe even ticked up a little bit, but at a much lower level from where it, from where it was with rates as high as they are. So supply and demand can get back into alignment. He went on to say that we do not think housing inflation will be coming down significantly over the course of this year and next or excuse me, will be coming down significantly over the course of this year and next year and so to me he's saying one 
that we've seen the bottom with regards to housing. And then two, we're not going to see rampant inflation. So it seems like what he's arguing is that over the next couple of years, we're just going to see home prices remain somewhat stagnant. I agree. A little bit of increase, a little bit decrease, but nothing dramatic. I agree. But I think the, I think the bottom, if we've seen the bottom, mm-hmm. it's going to be a U-shaped bottom. It's not going to be a V-shaped bottom. Oh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I think that probably it's going to be a little bit tough through through this winter into spring. And and we've talked about this, you know, a hundred times. Like, how does all that economic data, you know, translate into the housing market and where rates are? I Everybody that I know that needs to buy a house is trying to buy a house. They just can't find one. Yeah. And every deal that I'm doing right now that's in the reasonable price range, I'm not talking about the million-dollar houses, every single deal, every one, people are offering above the ask price, every single one. And there's multiple offers. And there's just not enough of that going on because there's, there's not enough houses. Are there people that are waiting for, you know, and we, this seems to be a recurring theme of this show. And, you know, we, are there people waiting because of interest rates? Sure. Those people are going to be in a much more competitive atmosphere if they wait for rates to go into the fives or the fours, because all those people that are waiting are going to come out of the woodwork and there's still not going to be any houses <laughs> because we've got to get through this period and we've got to get those builders built. What I would like to see over the next year, year and a half, you get a lot of the new construction say out in Brunswick County, people buy homes now. And then when the rates go down to four and a half or wherever they're going to go, you know, maybe, maybe some of those people, will, instead of refinancing, will sell. They're like, all right, let's take a little profit and move on to another house while rates are low. So it's going to take those new those new homes becoming existing home resales is what needs to happen. Well, I think one of the sort of benefits that we have been seeing in the data, at least with regards to housing, is I mean, we started the year, um, builder confidence had fallen to multi-decade low I think I mean it was it was bad um, you know because we'd seen rates jump up and you could just tell that the, the, the buyers had kind of disappeared plus it was the ending of the year which normally is already a downtime and so I think it, it scared a lot of people so you had builder confidence falling well this came out um, about a week ago was home builder confidence nationwide jumped to 55 that was a five-point jump um, and in fact, was the first time that number's been over 50. 50s looked at kind of like being a neutral point. So it was the first time that we were in positive territory in almost a year. It was an 11 month high. And so it said builders, even though you know we still have interest rates higher and prices for um, you know commodities to build a home are higher than they were two years ago, builders are like, you know what? we feel confident that the housing market, because they're looking at housing prices, you know, they're looking at what the cost of building a house is versus what they're going to be able to sell that house for. And there's no doubt that they probably at the beginning of the year thought that there was going to be a much bigger um, drop in home prices. And now they're like, all right, it didn't happen. So we're going to start building. And you're seeing that in the data. Um, Once again, looking at housing construction, housing starts jump 21% in May uh, so it was up 21.7% from April to the highest level since April 2022. Uh, building permits were up 5.2%. That was the highest level since last October. And housing completions were up 9.5%. And, and new so, home sales? Uh, and the new home sales, we got the data this morning, that jumped 12%. It was supposed to fall 2%. So, yeah, so much for the market tanking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but so it tells me that builders uh, who are bracing for a drop in home prices... Not 2008 drop, but they were expecting a bigger drop. And now they're going, well, I, I mean, it's all if they're there. getting back in, they must assume that, that we bottomed. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, they well, there's just not enough. There's just not enough houses. Why not? It's that simple. And they're the only ones that can fix that. Well, I think what was the stat that we mentioned last time that I saw where it said that normally, you know, when, when you're looking at inventory, it's like 10, 15 percent as new homes. Right. And right now it's like 30 percent. And that just shows you how few um, existing homes are up for sale right now. And so therefore builders are like, hey, we'll fill that gap and we'll build homes. Now, the problem that we have in Wilmington is there's just not that many places. Go drive through Brunswick County. Build. But Brunswick County, Pender County. And, you know, I've talked to some you know realtors about that where it's sort of like people come to town to visit and they say, I want to live in New Hanover County. And it's like, do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you might be able to get a more house, more yard no and lower property taxes. And it's just 15 miles that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's just right across the river from downtown. Well, you know, it's funny, too, because I was I was I was talking to a friend of ours about how if you're in Brunswick County, that you're actually maybe closer to downtown with regards to speed than if you're at the beach where we are, you know, just because of traffic <laughs> that you can get to downtown quicker and get out of downtown quicker living in Brunswick County. And so it's, it's a good way to sort of, like I said, get a little bit more house, a little bit more yard and still get to enjoy all the amenities that Wilmington has to offer. Um, I did want to now keeping on that topic. So we know that home prices, or I should say inventory levels are, are much lower than we would like them to be. We just, you know, you can look at the market and realize that, but when you actually see it in black and white is, is a different um, experience. So the National Association of Realtors came out with a report recently that was looking at affordable housing. And what they found was the market, the national housing market is missing 320,000 home listings valued up to 256,000. Why that price point matters. That is looked at as an affordable price range for households earning at about $75,000. So what they're saying is that middle income buyers can afford to buy just 23% of listings in the current market. Five years ago, that was half of the available homes. Good luck finding a house that you want to live in in New Hanover County for $250,000. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, here it's almost not existing. It's, yeah. I mean, if it's existing, it needs to be totally renovated. And I would actually argue, I don't think, because I try and keep up with Zillow every day and look at what's being listed. I don't think I see a house, like a single family house. Condos, two fifty. I see that. There's condos. But I don't think I've seen a single family house that isn't, in need of massive repairs. I, don't, I can't remember the last one. I can't remember the last one that I did in New Hanover County that was two, you know, two fifty. Yeah, they're they're not there now. You go into Brunswick County or up into Pender in certain areas, you're going to find it, but not in this county. Well, and I know did a podcast recently with Sherry, and you were talking about um, some of that data that um, we were looking at um, that I had given you, and you talked about it was how big of a drop in inventory. I think it was. From 2019 to this year, inventory is down 68% in New Hanover County. And home prices are up 62%. So, I mean, like, they're directly correlated. You know, that's the part about this that's so aggravating. Even though interest rate, everybody did take a big pause when rates went up. No question. Like the builders, they all of a sudden, they took a big breath. But in the end, I mean, 11 months is not a very long time, given the fact that the Fed has raised rates so much. If we had the inventory, we would be busy. That's true. No question. You know, we just would. That's it, it, not at this point. It's no longer the interest rates. It it is a little bit on second homes. If uh, at lower, there's been some changes that Fannie and Freddie or that FHFA has made about second home pricing. Or, you know, but you know, if we had the houses, we'd be busy. Well, and I mean, you you know, if 
the interest rates do fall, the people there will be people who will be able to afford that maybe can't afford at, at the higher rate. Right. Sort of on that on that line. Um, but to your point is that what we would be seeing, I think people have sort of gotten used to it. I mean, sure, no one wants to see a seven handle on their, on their mortgage rate. And so whenever we get kind of close to that, you do see kind of demand fall off, at least um, you're looking at some of the, the mortgage demand numbers that come out weekly. But people have sort of said, OK, rates are in the sixes. And if they need to move for whatever reason, they're like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to have to do it. I do think you do have a lot of people who are in that sort of golden handcuff situation where they have a two and three quarter mortgage. And they're like, no way am I leaving this house. Right. right. <laughs> well, and, you know, and, and right now, if you have a credit score that's under, say, 680, mm-hmm. you're in the sevens. Yeah. No question. Yeah. You know, you're barely in the sixes right now if you've got a 740 or above credit score. Yeah. Like we're hanging on for dear life. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, so if, if we could get some some uh, uh, rates moving in the right direction, it will open up to buyers uh, being able to, um, you know, afford that house. But as you point out, inventory seems to be the real problem because, you know, you talked about it with Sherry and, you know, you just look at what's happening. You talk to any realtor and they're like, I got five people that want to buy a house and they can't find anything. Our, our whole team has multiple, multiple people pre-approved for mortgages yeah. and they can't find houses. And, and, and what's, and what's interesting about that is that, you know, you got five people who can't buy because they can't find a home. You probably have 10 to 15 who maybe are either in the golden handcuff situation or maybe because rates are higher, they just can't afford it. And so they're going to have to wait, you know, wait till rates fall. And so that just shows you what is going to happen when we do have that moment when rates do begin to fall. That pent up demand is is going to be there. And so let's hope that this uh, builder confidence continues. Well, and <laughs> that right there, houses. just to, to be to repeat ourselves and, and what we've said on the show, pretty much ending it every time was. You know, go buy. If you need to buy a house, go buy a house now because you're going to have a hard time finding one. Yeah. And and if you're waiting, because there is a, gr- a whole group of people that are waiting um, for rates to go down, and you, I don't think you want to be a part of that rush when it happens because <laughs> when it does happen, the inventory situation will not have been improved. Yeah. You know, because I think it's going to probably happen in the next you know year to eighteen months, mm-hmm. but the inventory situation will will not be much better. I think. No, Unless people true. really do, like in this town, like all the people, if all these people that are pre-approved just said, you know, heck with it, let's go to Brunswick County. Because there is houses out there. Yeah, that's true. You know, so, but they won't do it. People that want in New Hanover County want in New Hanover County. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, the inventory is saying no to them. Right. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, I, I think that is the, sort of the important takeaway. I know we talk about on every episode that if you are thinking about buying uh, give us a call here at Town Bank Mortgage because there's so many of these scenarios like that we've been talking about that you may actually be in a better position to buy. Because it's so funny because everyone thinks that it's a seller's market and it really isn't. I mean, they're still seeing multiple. I mean, obviously a buyer's market, but you're still seeing multiple offers on properties. You're still seeing, uh, you know, put um, uh, over ask, and so it's not as great of a market as everyone thinks it is it's not a buyer's market no but again if you buy now if rates go up you'll be happy that you bought now if rates go down you'll get to refinance you know like so get in line make that offer that's going to be a little over asked because everybody else is doing that right now and get that house get it done and then you know we'll refinance you down the road hopefully 
<laughs> we definitely will. <laughs> we, we will. We, nobody refinances from six to eight, though. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, so once again, give us a call here at Town Bank Mortgage or visit us online, townbankmortgage.com. And, uh, well, I guess that's it. And we'll see if July is any different. <laughs> uh, more than likely not, but um, we'll be talking about it. So we will talk to you guys in a month. And, uh, David, as always, thanks, thanks for being here. Till then. 